Today's Egg Spotlight episode is sponsored by Coolers. Make every day a cool day for your cows. The Coolers system allows you to control the cow's environment 24-7. For more information, go to NorthAmericanAg.com and find them in the Industry Connect section. Welcome to North American Egg Spotlight. I'm Chrissy Wozniak. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with an entrepreneur from Mount Calvary, Wisconsin, Dale Maney of HEC. Welcome, Dale. How are you doing today? Fantastic. Welcome. Awesome. So you're an ex-diesel and hydraulics tr- technician. How did you make the decision to become an inventor and entrepreneur? Oh, well, there's a lot of steps between that and here. Uh, I was a technician back in the 80s. I went from that into sales. I was in sales for 22 years, selling farm equipment and construction equipment. Uh, But all along the way, also, I had my own um, tree spade service or tree transplanting business, mainly tree moving service also. So I'm operating equipment all the time. And in 2012, 2013, when I went full time into that, operating my own equipment, uh, you know, you run into things on a more regular basis that just annoy you. And as a problem solver, uh, I went about trying to solve the problem that was before me. That's awesome. And uh, and do you have an agriculture background? What is your background? Uh, I do. Grew up in a large dairy, well, a large dairy farm back then. We had about 100 milking cows uh, a little bit north of here. And uh, so, yes, we. Uh, uh, I was the, the young tractor driver. Uh, so, in fact, I kind of remember when my initial real interest in equipment began, or from a mechanical standpoint, uh, I used to do a lot of the fall plowing, and my dad, we'd park the tractor in the shed overnight, my dad would fill it with fuel the next morning, and before I'd, he'd send me out again, but he was filling the tractor with fuel, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, this tractor is developing enough horsepower to pull this five bottom plow through this heavy red clay with nothing more than this liquid that he's pouring in the diesel tank. Right. How does that work? <laughs> Pretty amazing. That was the beginning of my fascination with uh, equipment. Yeah. Wow. So how does hose end chamber work? What the hose end chamber is, it's a uh, specially designed expansion chamber that couples onto the end of the hose on any hydraulic implement or attachment that you're not using, that's out of service. And what it does is it prevents the high pressures that build up in your hydraulics from thermal expansion, from the temperature changes of the day. And the thing is, uh, it doesn't require high temperatures to build up these high pressures. It just requires a a temperature change from warm to cold, or from cold to warm. So your overnight temperatures, which is considerably cooler, and then in the morning when the temperature starts to rise, uh, the pressure starts to build in this and the hose and chamber prevents that. Wow. So you ran some some tests or you you regularly run tests. Um, yes. Can you tell us about those? Yeah, we've got uh, got our data logger, which mm-hmm. is a scientific piece of instrument. It's an electronic uh, gadget that uh, to re- pull the data off of this, you hook it back into the computer. But what what we've got is just a coupler on it, so we can plug that into uh, anything we want to test. So I'm regularly testing hydraulic cylinders and to pull up the data as, as to what's going on. So, for an example, we tested 
this grapple bucket for two weeks straight. So what we found was that this was the week before we hooked the hose and chamber on. Mm-hmm. So the blue lines here is the pressure that it would go to every day. Oh, wow. The red, the red lines is the, because what this is doing is reading, it's taking a, a pressure and a temperature reading around the clock. You can set it at whatever interval you want. I think at, at this point in time, we had it set at every 15 minutes, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it's recording what's happening within that cylinder. So uh, every day from a time period of about nine in the morning till about three in the afternoon, the temperatures would climb anywhere between 1400 PSI and 2000 PSI. Wow. It's crazy. But the important thing there also is this green line is at 400 PSI. We found that with anything more than 400 PSI in the lines behind these coupler tips, and these couplers are locked up. You, you can't get them open. So that's where the struggle with our customers come from, from trying to hook up. Because look at all of this time during the day, that that coupler would have been locked up. That that equipment, where the customers are thinking that that equipment is sitting there doing nothing, mm-hmm. under a lot of stress and strain. So then the, the next week, what we did is... is <clears throat> the hose end chamber on the end hose and you can see what happened with the blue line just flat line right wow that's a big difference the pressure is gone so now at any point you can hook up your hoses without a hassle without a struggle which is which is really cool temperatures are still there pressure is gone so now now your equipment is truly sitting there doing nothing right so how is thermal expansion a problem for the implement but not the tractor uh, the cool thing is that with the uh, uh, on the tractor you have a hydraulic reservoir built into the unit and a tractor, a skid loader, truck, whatever your hydraulics is. The reservoir is on the carrier or the prime mover. So any expansion that's happening within the system on that, there's enough leakage through the internal valving in the machine to bleed back to the tank and not cause any any pressure. On the implement or attachment. There's nowhere for the oil to expand and go, so it, it builds these enormous pressures. Right. So, can you just plumb the the hose end chamber permanently to the hydraulic equipment, or no? No. Short answer: No. Uh, what happens was with um, you know a piece of hydraulic implement like this, like an attachment or something, where the oil is actually doing work, where it's where it's building pressure to lift the loader, move a loader, doing something. Uh, by putting an expansion chamber in there permanently, it would give it a spring effect. You wouldn't have precise movement. Uh, it would be uncontrollable. Uh, it, it would be, could it be done? You'd have to do a bunch of valving, a bunch of electronics. To do that on an implement would not be practical or, or efficient. It would be expensive. So not really. Moving on to um, to the industry generally, what are you seeing uh, that are the, the biggest challenges right now in our industry? Uh, well, there's a, there's a lot of different things. Uh, you know, on, on the prime movers, on the tractors and things, is just all the emission controls that they're, they're you know, working through the bugs and the issues with that. Uh, on my end of things is the industry. Uh, much of the industry is just not aware that this is happening with their, their equipment. Right. Uh, you know, the... The hose-in chamber 
the initial the initial design of the hose-in chamber was really just to prevent damage from these harmful pressures that the equipment exposed to, just to prevent. But the low-hanging fruit became the fact that it, it allows you to couple up your hoses with no issues. That's really cool. So that's why people are buying it. The second is the fact that now their equipment is, is now stress-free. With all of the testing that we're doing, and recognizing that the kind of pressures that this stuff is sitting under all the time, I, I'm starting to believe that uh, a lot of stress is put in. We're almost causing more stress with the, the equipment in storage than when we're using it. Because the thing with when the equipment is hooked up to the tractor and being used, it's being protected by the tractor's relief valve. The pressure in that system can only ever go as high as the relief valve setting on the tractor, which is anywhere from 2,200 PSI to now they're sneaking up towards 3,000 PSI. So it can't go over that, but it will only ever go to the pressure that's required to move the load. So if the load can be lifted at 1,400 PSI, that's where it'll go. But the thing is, what we're finding... Our equipment is going to 2,000 PSI every day, sitting in the shed doing nothing. Right. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, and then we also tested a cylinder. We had uh, at these farm shows that we go to, we had countless, countless customers telling us of how many cylinders and hoses they've had blow up sitting doing nothing over the years. And my daughter, which helps me at the show, says that we ought to test that. So we did. We bought this cylinder, a brand new uh, three by eight cylinder, tie rod cylinder. And I bought that specifically for it because of a particular reason. Put four foot of hoses on it, put the coupler tips on it, filled it with oil, but never hooked it. It was never hooked to a piece of equipment. So then we put our data logger on it, hooked a little data logger on it, parked it outside, out front of the shop, and left it sit there. It took Five days. Wow. Because of the particular weather. Five days of pressure spikes. When one day it went to just short of 3,500 PSI. And I, I knew something was happening because I happened to be working in the area that day. And I could see the oil forming underneath it. And I saw I didn't want to touch it and skew the results. But what had happened was it hit that 3,500 PSI. It cracked the cast iron end cap wow. through the fitting, essentially destroying the cylinder. I mean, it's it's uh, it's, it's it's no longer valid. So it's uh, so yeah, these things can happen. It wasn't as dramatic as what we hoped for. We hoped it would blow up, but it it, it still ruined the cylinder. Now, the reason we selected this, or I selected this tie rod cylinder, <clears throat> was because they're rated for a lower pressure than the welded cylinder. And we wanted to test that because there's a lot of these cylinders out there in the industry. Uh, so when they're on a lot of implements and stuff, so, you know, they're exposed to the same phenomenon that everything else is. So uh, they're more vulnerable than some of the other pieces. Oh, that's great. So can people order these online? Online or they can phone. Um, we are back in 2019. We started uh, setting up dealers. Uh, we hope to do a larger dealer organization, but then COVID hit and slowed that whole process down. So 
but yeah, we do have a few dealers, but for the most part, uh, you can do it online or you can call in the chamber. And that's hosenchamber.com, right? Hosenchamber.com. That's awesome. So one more question. What fires you up? What makes you get out of bed in the morning? Uh, you know, just the, just the love of equipment, you know I mean? It's just a bit of a workaholic. So, you know, I feel like you need to accomplish something, but yeah, it's, it's fun helping people. It's fun taking the phone calls with these holes in chambers. I had one, uh, last fall, a guy called, it was, it was really kind of, it was interesting. He called, he had a telehandler and a hydraulic blower of some sort that he uses on it. He described his problem. He says, will this cure that? And he says he's been struggling with it. He says he went to his hydraulics place. Uh, they really couldn't suggest anything. They gave him a couple of different, couple of tips. He went to his dealer. They didn't really know what to do with it. He called me, will this do it? I says, 100%, 100%. Uh, he, then, he then, a couple of weeks later, he calls back. And I, huh, well, God, I hope it worked for him. But he calls back and he says, you know, I tried it when it was cold. I tried it when it was warm. I tried it in the morning. I tried it in the afternoon. You know, at this point, I don't know. I'm not sure where this conversation is going. If he's happy with it or not, he says it worked every time. <laughs> he called. He called back just to let us know how well it was working for him. He's so elated that he found the problem and fairly economically. Uh, I might add that we have two sizes of chambers: uh, the small and the and the large. The small chamber is only forty-five bucks. And the large chamber is 75. So it's rel- relatively economical to protect your equipment. So Absolutely. That's worth it. Because when he, when this customer went back to his uh, hydraulics place also and told him about this, he says, well, we have couple under pressure couplers we could have sold you. <laughs> but what he found out is those couplers are a couple hundred bucks, you know, so uh, and, and the thing with it, some a coupler like that, too, is even if that does solve the problem of hooking up your hoses a little easier, it doesn't take the pressure off that implement for the duration that it's out of service, which is, is a big, big part of the hose engine. But we have three models currently. We have the S38, which is a small chamber with a 3-8-inch national pipe thread on the end fitting. We have the S12, which is also a small chamber with the half inch pipe fitting on the bottom. Uh, the S38 is more for smaller, smaller implements like uh, snow plows, compact tractor equipment. The S12 is uh, skid steer attachments, grapple buckets, uh, four in one buckets, uh, single circuit, uh, single cylinder circuits, and then the L12 would be for larger implements, um, multiple cylinder implements, field diggers, um, uh, things along that nature. And uh, we've got some running on bigger equipment as well in the oil fields and pile drivers where they need just a little bit more capacity. In that respect, they can put one on each hose and double the capacity of this. So it's, uh, it's been good. It's been good. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Dale. And uh, and thanks to everybody who's watching. And if you want to learn more, all the links will be in the show notes. So you can you can find Dale and get your own Hosen chamber for yourself on your farm. So have an awesome day.
the way we conduct business and agriculture has endured a drastic change. Our handshake industry has traditionally been face-to-face, but with the cancellation of in-person events and farm shows, everyone has had to adapt, from farms to manufacturers to service providers. With a dizzying array of marketing and digital business choices, you need to make the right decisions or risk not being seen at all. If you need advice or a customized plan for your business, don't hesitate to reach out to me at chrissywozniak.com or chrissy.info because that's easier to spell. Don't risk not pivoting your business. Find a path that will take you into the digital space and be seen by our industry. Fastline Auctions, the ultimate destination for online farm equipment auctions. Looking to list equipment? Fastline Auctions knows farmers, and farmers have trusted Fastline for their equipment needs for over 45 years. With unmatched digital reach and direct-to-farmer catalogs, they can find the right buyer for your equipment. Not to mention, they have the industry's lowest commission rates. And if you're looking for equipment to buy, you can bid with confidence. No buyer premiums, no reserves, just integrity. Fastline Auctions, your trusted platform for hassle-free, cost-effective farm equipment auctions. Visit Fastline.com for more information. You can join us for a tour of the Fastline Auctions platform July 13th at 6.30 p.m. To register for this webinar, go to NorthAmericanAg.com slash Fastline hyphen webinar. That's NorthAmericanAg.com slash Fastline hyphen webinar to register now. <laughs> 